All right. Welcome back to a silver lined lunch. And I am so excited to have Annie Gutra with me today. She is somebody that you are going to want to listen in here because she's got so many. When we first talked, it was like, oh my gosh, we could talk about that. We could talk about this. We could talk about that. But for those that don't know her, Annie is a nutritionalist and a woman's health coach. She founded Viva Health and Wellness to support smart and successful women, giving them the confidence to do what they want to do with the energy, right? That's the key, the energy that we all need. And she should know this better than anyone because she is an endurance athlete with 12 marathons and three, three Ironman triathlons under her belt. I mean, we talk about, you know, <laughs> live and then teach and make sure that people are really, you know, getting what you really have to offer. My gosh, this woman has so much to offer us today. This episode is brought to you by the Fired Up Entrepreneur Program. And this is a program that we are so proud of. The results have been downright remarkable, and we want to invite you to get a glimpse of what it is like inside this program by inviting you to participate in the Business Bootcamp, which is a five-day free event, and get involved with this because the pearls that we're going to be sharing each and every day are going to be the foundation for allowing you to make money, keep the money, grow the money, and strengthen not only your business, but also yourself. So please take advantage of this and join us at our next boot camp. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hillary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step -step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. Annie, it is so great to have you on the show. Thank you, Hillary. And I'm just so stoked. I was so looking forward to our conversation today. Well, you are one of those people that just your energy, you can just, I'm looking at you. And for those that want to see, not just hear this experience, this show, you can go over to YouTube and there's links, but you've just got this beautiful, beautiful aura about yourself, beautiful energy. And I'm so excited to share that with my listeners and all of the, the goodness that you brought the last time we had the conversation. I'm like, yes, I get to have you on the show. So let's start with discussing more about your significant relaunch that's happened to you. Yes, because you, know, you, you might be listening to this and going, I have nothing in common with this woman. She is probably crazy and this is not for me. So I am here to tell you, listen in, absolutely you belong here because there is nothing special about me. However, um, 
I did have to go through a little bit of a personal crisis in order to get here. <laughs> so I did have a traditional, I would say, executive career. And um, where, like many people, I was, you know, I was strutting along and I was doing what I was supposed to do and I was checking all the boxes. And I was um, having on the surface a lot of success there. But my personal life was always a mess. And I was fundamentally really hiding in work and I was not really dealing with any of any childhood trauma, any, you know, any scars that I had. And we all have little things that we need to deal with. And I decided eventually this cannot go on because I am going to become a very miserable, unhappy human being. And I think so many people right now are listening and they're like, okay, I get what you're saying. I was one of them too, throwing myself into work. Totally get that. And you do, you had this wake up call. You had this wake up call that like, wait a second. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Is, is, is not happening for me. So what yes. was going on? Well, we, um, so my partner and I, at the time we had been together for 13 years, we ran our own business. You know, we had a couple of homes. I had literally all my eggs in one basket, all my eggs in one basket. And that was a really bad situation. I eventually, I woke up one day and felt, I just cannot do this anymore. I literally cannot continue with this life. I am with this person because of convenience and because it checks the boxes. Again, it's a good person. There was nothing wrong there. It was just not the right fit for me. So when you say bad situation, you're talking about that you're with someone, you've built this life and you're just, it's, it's not, you're looking at the person, you're like, you're looking at your life and you're like, what's going on here? Yeah. I was pretending. I was literally pretending. I was, I was pretending to my, and I had become a really good liar because as a, you know, my childhood was all about pretend that it's going to be okay and pretend that this doesn't exist. And therefore pretending and lying became 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 um, uh, a de facto mechanism for what life is all about. Oh, when it doesn't go well, just pretend it's okay. So I had really mastered that skill <laughs> and I was pretending that I was in love. I was pretending that I loved my life. I was present pretending that these goals that we had set for ourselves met my needs and you eventually you know what they say what you resist persists well it came back up with a vengeance and I found myself crying and I found myself um wanting to have affairs I was dreaming of other you know other lives I was like what is happening to me this this is not me however I did not know who me was and I had no idea I love how honest you are about this because I really believe this idea of pretending, lying, lying to yourself. You know, we put up these, these false facades of like, oh, I'm really happy. And everyone, you know, thinks you are. And then you're, and then something happens, you get, you know, you get divorced and they're like, oh my God, I thought you were so happy. I think so many of us are living under that lie. I know, I know I did that. 
I totally did that. So I'm listening to you. I'm like, absolutely. And as you said, what you resist persists. It eventually, it always comes back. It always comes back to roost, right? It just, gosh, oh my God, it. absolutely. Keep pushing it away, pushing it away, pushing it away. Yes. But I call it hell in the hallway. I mean, yes. it is like, just keep shutting those doors, ladies. Just keep putting everything behind. But guess what? All of a sudden, your beliefs underground, those little teeny nagging things, they start to like literally feed, like they crawl under and then there's one and then there's a hundred and then there's like, it's like the ants in the morning when, you know, you haven't cleaned your counter really well. And it's like this whole big amount in the morning. You're like, yeah, this is what happens. But you were willing mm -hmm. to say, hold on. And you were already in, and your indicators I thought were interesting. You said that, you know, you were starting to think about affairs. You were starting to... And how did that make you feel? Oh, I just thought it, it you know, it's a kind of a self-serving prophecy because then you think so, so badly of yourself and you're thinking, oh my God, I am, I'm the most horrible woman out there. I am not worthy of beautiful things. I am not worthy of a great relationship. If this is kind of narrative that goes into your head, oh my God, you can't be a good friend. You certainly cannot be a great person. And think about the image that we also have, like, you know, men are the cheaters because they're the, I don't know, like testosterone driven machines. Women, what does that make me? This is like the most horrible, horrible thought. And um, I, I just realized that as I was ignoring all these things, this, the voices I think were screaming louder and louder because it's what happens right mm. the the voice is there and then you know and then you ignore and then the, the voice starts to be a little louder and then you you know you shove it back down again and then eventually it screams and for some people it's you get sick right there's something tragic that happens I always feel that this was my ultimate wake-up call it was like and I remember being actually with a psychiatrist and I said to her I know I'm not crazy, but I know that there's a lot of scars. And she was like, but why are you here? Like, he was really blunt and I was almost scared of her. And I said, because I do know very specifically in this moment, there's a fork in the road. And I could easily continue the way I have done it because I know how to pretend. I'm actually really good at it. But I also know there's another path that leads to being happy. And for the first time in my life, I recognize that this is far more important than anything else. So what caused you to really recognize that you had scars in your past? Well, like, I mean, because we all, we all have limiting beliefs. We all have stories that we've told. We all have the, the, the struggles that we, you know, believe in our childhood. But for you... You're now in front of a psychiatrist. You have been, you've been hearing the, the voices getting louder and louder. You haven't been listening to them, but you've been hearing them. And now all of a sudden you're like, wait a second. I know I've got to be here. You're sitting in front of this, this doctor and you say, you know, I know I've got these scars. How, like what was coming up for you specifically? I think I was always a very, while I was pretending, I still had pretty good awareness. 
Mm. And a number of things have been happening, right? So while when I left that relationship, I still was not healing, right? I had decided, okay, I'm going to go and you know, do something else, but the healing process had not began. And I started to look at my family and literally each of us, uh, I meant kids, all had our crisis at different time. And I had lost a brother to suicide. And I had another brother who's, you know, emotionally completely um, disconnected and, you know, just keeps on marrying one woman after the other. And I'm like, yeah, okay, we're starting to see a pattern that we all have. We are emotionally stunted. There is something very big here happening. And I don't know how to solve this. So I need to go and get some help. I started to put all the pieces together. And I thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm not doing quite well myself on the emotional front. I even felt that um, friendships with women were difficult because I was also pretending in that part of my relationships as well, right? It was not just in my romantic relationships. So it was in every area of my life that I thought, wow, it's all a big fake thing. Mm, you did something and you know, it was probably such a smart way to approach it. And it's something that I do with um, so many of the relaunch ladies. I just want to like, I want to mention it because I think it's so powerful. When you start to look at your family as a whole and you look at your, you know, your family and then you look at yourself and there's that, you know, gosh, why am I the way I am? Why am I so messed up? (laughs) I'm like, I'm a real mess. (laughs) And I always like to say, look at what's going on with, you know, what were, what were the struggles that your mom had? What were the struggles that, and I call them relaunches, but what were the real struggles, the relaunches of your dad, of your brother, of your sisters, of your cousins, of your grandparents? And if you think about their relaunches, like, oh, as you mentioned, you know, there was a suicide and there was, um, you know, divorces and there was addictions and there was all these other things. And you start to be like, wow, there's a lot of a mess around me. And then I'm born into this or it's part of like our life. And you realize it's not just you. It's this surrounding. It's, you know, what the stories that were told to you that, kind of, you come into life and you have no beliefs, right? We create those as we go. And so you looking in and just assessing your family and assessing like, wait, 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 what's going on here? There's something that's not right. There are scars. I am, I I admire you so much because then you were able to be like, yeah, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here in front of the psychiatrist. I want to get better. Yes. I think, I think we all have to reach that point where you go, I think I am at the bottom of the barrel. And now the good thing is with some work, I can get better. And I think that this is the part that I want people to, you know, maybe um, if this can connect with with them is, is the fact that I believe that everyone has the capacity to heal. It's in all of us. Absolutely. 100% convinced after doing so much of the work myself. And I was not, a, I was not afraid of the work. I thought, this is only an upside here, discovery, healing, and then you begin the new journey. I, you know what? 
I always say there's a message in the mess, right? Oh, I love that. That's great. <laughs> Think of how you spell message and then my God, there is a mess. And, you know, for some of us, it's, it's really messy. For others, it's just, you know, a mild mess. But you, you've got to really look at it because, you know, just like success leaves clues, so does your messes. Oh, yes. And there were plenty of clues. Mm. Plenty of clues. And it was beautiful, the process um, of healing. I, I was afraid, obviously, of some of the places where we'd have to go. But the, within the process, there were some beautiful discoveries because I was ready to be beating myself up. Oh my God, I can't believe I did not deal with this better or that better. And then I realized, oh my God, look at all the beautiful things that I see about how I try to handle things and how I try to maneuver. And you realize that you're always coming from two places. Either you're coming from a place of love, you know, you love your parents, you don't want to disappoint them, or you're scared. It's like, I need to survive and I'm worried. So I, when I realized that, I was like, oh, this is what defines you as a human being, Annie. This is it. You were doing your best at that time. What, so what were some steps you actually took yeah. to get to where you are now? Because I'm looking at you now and it's like, just even hearing it in your voice, it's just, it's incredible. And I know there are people out there like it, it is uncomfortable. And for so many of us, we don't like to be uncomfortable. So what do you say? Oh, yeah. You, you make on discomfort a friend big time. And um, I, think, I think the biggest thing, uh, and Martha Beck has a beautiful uh, book about that called Integrity. And for her, it's all about, you know, living according to your values and, and going to the places that you don't want to go. So I had to go to shame. And I, was, I felt a lot of shame. I was a bad person and blah, blah, blah. And I had a lot of shame because we had had, you know, my brother who killed himself. And I thought, well, what does, what does that make us? Bad family, bad sibling. I'm a bad daughter. Uh, I was a bad sister, you name it. Um, so it, it requires being able to call things out. But it also doesn't make you a bad person because of that. So, you know, I realized, wow, I was just trying to survive. As a, as a, as a, you know, at the time as an 18 year old or as a 20 year old, right? Not really equipped with a lot of maturity at, at, you know, those moments in your life. I was doing my best. And the other part of it was an enormous amount of compassion for the fact that I'm not perfect and this is a journey. And I had to forgive myself a lot. That's, that's so freeing. So freeing. And even to this day, when I realize, oh, you know, there's still some little moments where something comes up and I'll be like, oh, this is a good moment for me to have compassion here. Okay. So I have to ask before we go on to another one, another of these uh, you know, tips that you're suggesting, when did you start to do all of your, your iron? Because I mean, that's just like, is that, <laughs> is that during this period? Is that how you got out some of this like pent up, you know, emotion? Yes. Well, actually, marathoning was the, the first step. So I was a runner, um, which was unbelievable. And that was one of the gifts that I've had in my life. Um, and I was running with women. So there was some very interesting things happening from a universe 
you know, standpoint here. So I was, I was running, then I started to coach women. And I was like, wow, look at that, you know, look, I'm starting to discover myself. So the, the, the layers were starting to peel a little bit. And I always say, running might not be for everyone. But there is something about doing endurance things, whether it's going to, I'm going to write a book, I'm going to do a PhD, I am going to um, walk um, the Camino trail, for example, endurance things, endurance events, endurance challenges will confront you with your biggest fears. They will confront (laughs) you with your your shit. Thank God. Thank God you said writing a book. Because I have been writing a book for a year. It is finally coming out next month. I'm in proofreading hell right now. And thank you. It is, I've confronted more demons, more emotional triggers, Mm -hmm. more limiting beliefs, more, more of the mess, I mean, than I could ever have imagined. So whether you're right, whether it's writing a book, whether it's taking something on that endurance, that's something, whatever is going to take you to really have to be focused for a while in order to have the outcome. Oh, it is brutal. It is brutal. It's the ultimate discipline, right? It is the ultimate discipline and the dark clouds, as I call them, do move in and in marathoning, I discovered what my dark clouds were, right? Like all the, oh, you're not good enough. And who do you think you are? And all the stuff. And um, it was the beginning of that journey. And then one day I saw a guy who was running ahead of me. And I don't know if you know this, but when you complete Ironman, one of the things that the original people did is get a tattoo on their right calf of that logo and it's a very manly thing and I cannot imagine doing that to my calf but um, it is a badge of honor right to have done this so they like stamp themselves with I that think, I think if I if I actually completed an Ironman I'd tattoo my whole body <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, by the way, my best friend's an Iron Man, and I told you this. And I was her Sherpa one time because she's done it multiple times. It was the hardest. I, I, it was the hardest spectator thing I've ever done. But the hardest, like exercise, the hardest everything I've ever done was just trying to keep up with this woman, Kim. I love you. I need you to like get that tattoo. (laughs) Totally. I don't know. Absolutely. Totally get it. And this man is in front of me, and I'm like. Oh my God, you know, and at the time I had not done an Ironman. So I ran to him and it's the beginning of the race. So most people, you know, we're still fresh and, and so on. And I said, and, and this is what happens at races too, right? Everyone is a friend. This is the most beautiful thing that happened. So I run up to him and I say, hello, my name is Annie. And I have to ask you questions about Ironman because I, you, you need to explain to me how you can do a marathon after doing the swim and the bike. I cannot understand how that can be possible. And we had this chat over a couple of kilometers and he was fabulous. And no word of a lie, two weeks later, an email popped on my desktop and it said, hey, I'm this coach and I'm going to be leading a group. And we're going to be doing a Ironman Austria in July of 2011. 
And uh, for this price, you get your entry free and your coaching or you're in. And I just replied in that moment. I was I like, I got in. chills. I love that. That is so that was it. awesome. That and then I didn't tell anybody for a month because I was shell shocked. I was like, oh, what if I, I really, done? am I really doing this? Oh God, that's so good. Okay. But I got to go back. Hold on, yes. hold on, hold on. So what you had said was, you know, in order to start this, cause a lot of people are like, yeah, that's great. And you've obviously got the mindset, but I love how you broke it down. You said, you know, you got to make discomfort a friend. And mm -hmm. then you said compassion and understanding we're not perfect. None of us ah. are perfect. That those are so powerful. Is there another tip that you wanted to share that could also help us just understand and further clarify how we can just begin this journey? Yes, I think I think that one of the things that I I, I set out at the beginning was not. Um, I just thought I need to feel better at just a little bit tomorrow, and then a little bit again the next day. Um, I, you know, there was still a lot of doubts in me and I honestly could say here to everyone, I wasn't sure if, if I could be repaired, I felt that I was broken and I wasn't sure I could be repaired. So there were lots of moments where I felt, well, if I can at least, you know, put one arm back, that will be one arm that works, even if the rest of the body doesn't work. So my ambitions were, were small at first. And I think that you have to embrace that it is going to take time. The body, as you try to heal, a lot of stuff comes back and pokes you and will challenge you. And it did happen to me. It was messy. <laughs> the messy middle was very messy. Um, however, I saw improvements, little things, glimmers. And that, I just, I just hung on to that all That's the time. So you say like, it's almost like when you break a leg, you know, you've got the break, broken bones. So you put the cast on it. But when you have that like deep down broken heart and you're trying to, repaired. A lot of times we're just like, eh, no big deal. We're just going to keep moving on again. You know, hell in the hall, we keep shutting those doors where your heart needs to have the ability to heal as well. These are deep wounds. And when you start to, you know, excavate them and you start to be like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to go deep in here. And I've got scars, right? That's scar tissue. And it, it takes time. It's not something that you can just be like, oh, I'm doing this. How come I'm not better today? I love how you said, I just want to be a little bit better tomorrow. Yes. So, awesome. so yeah. great. I love this. Okay. But unfortunately we are running out of time. You are so <sighs> terrific. I do want to know what are you working on these days? If people are like, I just need to get in contact with you. What would it be that they would be doing with you? Uh, thank you for asking. So anybody interested in chatting with me, I do a lot of private coaching still, and I have group programs. That's a fantastic way if you really want to transform um, in, a, in a gorgeous community with, you know, I call it my collective. Because oh, that's what we, I call Oh, I love, yeah. I love that word. Yeah, I just I love too. that word. So love that word. Good. So 
that's another way also to be, you know, working with me and seeing what I can do. And it all starts just with one conversation. So very easy for people to just, you know, contact me. Everything is on my website. Honestly, my whole life is there at vive.ca, which is V as in Victor, double E V dot CA. Everything is there and lots of content as well for people to start seeing if this is for them. And I said at the beginning, health and wellness. Is that your primary focus is to have this, you know, holistic approach to health? Absolutely. There is no, you know, we are all looking for that. Oh, you know, I want it so done so fast. And the reality is that it is, it is a beautiful, beautiful, holistic thing. Just like financial wellness is not just having some money in the bank. You know, there's investments, there's a will, there's this and this and this. Same thing with, you know, health. Kind of wellness like is holistic. You're giving this diversified portfolio, giving different areas to make it all come together. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful concept that you've created and that you are putting out there with Vive. And I always love to ask at the very end, you know, because I think as women, we love to hear what others are, you know, beauty products that they love, mm-hmm. things that they would recommend and share. And it's interesting because for some, I'm like, okay, what is the product? You know, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be beauty product that you would recommend. But when we were talking like, no, I got the beauty product. And so share with us what that is. Yes, because I believe so much in um, all the things that you do all add up, right? So what you put on your face and your skin and etc. So I'm a big believer in that. And I have adopted Sahajan as a brand. Anybody that is familiar with the Indian science of Ayurveda, which is one of the sister science to yoga, by the way, um, you know, it's a sister practice. It very, very much about holistic health as, as well. And it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful brand. It is spelled S-A-H-A- J-A-N, Sahajan. Sahajan. And is it a full beauty line that encompasses the cleansers to the creams, to the correct oils? To the body oils. There's even a beautiful hair product that I love. I have very thick hair and it goes bananas in the summer. So I use that in the summer to just keep some control over it. Oh, I love it. Um, Just help the frizz. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly what it does. It's fantastic. I get around water and it's like... <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been so much fun. Thank you, Annie, for being here. And if you want to hear more about Annie and if you want to check out the show notes, please make sure that you click below. And if you're just listening, you can go to iTunes and the Silverline Relaunch and see exactly what we've been talking about and hear more about what Annie has been saying. So Annie, thank you. What a pleasure it has been. So loved having you on the show. Likewise. Thank you so much and good luck with the book. Thank you. Thank you, Endurance. That's what it's about. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch. If I said something today that resonated with you, will you please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others 
and help them find the silver linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to the show notes, any giveaways, and the links to those amazing beauty products at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next time, there's always a silver lining. And now is the time to hit the reset button to relaunch those transitions into transformations.